<laughs> as foretold by the prophecy. <laughs> All right, can we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it time? Can we start? Yeah, we can start. All right, cool. All right. You sure you, you want to do the show tonight? All right. Yes. This week on the Media Virus Podcast, remember the families of... I'm starting over. This week on the Media Virus Podcast, reminder to the families of consular officers. If you're going to be a shitty person because you think you have diplomatic immunity, make sure you have diplomatic immunity. Matty Rockdeff is nearly inconsolable as Sam Waterston announces his departure from Law & Order. And syphilis cases have risen exponentially. Officials blame the low upfront cost of screwing. And the video's not running. There it is, the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer Mike Latouris. We're going to start over. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. Grease Monkey Pete. Damn, Big Daddy. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. It's really well done. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Matty Rockdev. <laughs> Hot damn, do we have a show for you people this week? I am Matty Rockdev, the maddiest of all Rockdevs, and proof positive that anyone can have a podcast. A uh, pr prime example of that is me forgetting that uh, I'm the one that hits the video. Yeah, I was going to, I was. I just wanted to bring up if 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 you look right over your shoulder there, Matt, uh, you'll see where I've I've put the the uh, the top three teaser that I work from. In yeah. fact, this is the document you created uh, when we yep. first started doing this, and we've shared it yep. back and forth. I change it every week, so if we if you go into the change log, I guess they're all there, but I just delete it and change it every week. <laughs> I, I've never looked at the change log. I've always assumed that it's there. Okay. So we'll have to check that out. But anyway, if you look below the three bullet points, which are the headlines that I read the jokes from, you know, yeah, the, or, right. or headlines, right? If you look right. right below that in parentheses, yes. there's a stage direction. Mm -hmm. And it but says, wasn't there until three weeks ago. It says, no, it was below that. No, I, I moved it. Right. It wasn't there. Right. It wasn't in that it was spot. It was in the document, but it wasn't right there. Right. But it's yeah. right there, right now. Mm hmm. And I, right. I got to the part that I read. Yeah. And I stopped. Because you're a professional. And I waited for that stage direction <laughs> that, did, that does not apply to me anymore. Moments ago. It used to. Moments ago. It used to be my responsibility to roll the audio-only version of that clip. It used to be. Yes. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And uh, moments ago, you guys watched me. So, oh, I got to pull this up. Yeah. Get it get ready. It ready. Uh -huh. So I had it ready. Yeah. So moments ago, I knew it was my job. You did. I did. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm wondering why you're not doing it. <laughs> what the fuck is his go, problem? Oh, That's my response. Why is he just looking <laughs> into the camera at me? <laughs> He's staring blankly at the screen. What happened Speaking to him? Podcasts. Welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share. I want to take a minute to thank all of our new subscribers for their support, whether it is on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Don't get too far away from the mic, you moron. 
Uh, or if you're just checking us out on TheMediaVirus.com, thank you. And you can give us a call at 646-VIRUS-01. Uh, that is 646-VIRUS-01. One thing I forgot, another thing I forgot to do. I, I have a bunch of excuses, you know? Uh -huh. Like, I could really just blame so many folks, you know? You could. You why, could. why this is not, none of this is my fault. And 646-VIRUS-01. But that's not, you know, that's just a scapegoat. That's not really so, the reason I'm unprepared. Like, I could have, I knew what was happening and could have started preparing earlier. That's true. That's true. Especially since Mike called me this morning and we went over what we wanted to do. Uh-huh. I could have then taken that and, uh, you know, done something. But. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if we were to get sponsorship for our streaming you go to a paid level of service, yeah. we'd be able to delegate some of this to Pete and have Pete actually run supers and... and right, and well, you would, you would think... Here's the thing. You know, you would really think at this point that Pete would have a grasp of what's going on and take some initiative and go, I believe in this because I show up every week. This is something I do. I believe that this can work. You know, let me see what I can do. Well, I, I, I even tried to engage him with, with a suggestion for a paid segment last week. Oh my god! Like he had to pay us to make a segment? No, no, no. Like he he could uh, figure out how to get someone to pay him or collectively us for a segment. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he he he's on this whirlwind tour of resale shops. Yeah, he is. And how's and, that going, by the way? I, I'm always seeing these posts, right? Now from resale and like you told me you're not buying all of this stuff. You're just No, I don't I don't buy all I don't buy all the stuff. Now are you taking pictures of things that you buy? Uh some of some of the pictures are of stuff I buy, but I don't buy everything that I sh that I show pictures of. But my question is do you take pictures of everything you buy? Yes. Okay. I think Pete, so. Pete, Maybe. Pete. <laughs> can I get you to dial back just a dick hair? You're coming in a little hot. Okay. This is what you're not going to post. Any kind of electronics, you're not. You're, and if they're interesting, you send it to us. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. You right. Go, hey, man. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Dude, let me I got this. I here. got this fucking tripod. This tripod is. How, how's that? What's that? I said, "How's that?" You're good. You're good. You were just okay. a, when you came in. You were screaming no, I, hot. My my oh. mic volume like got notched up a little bit. Now, see, I thought. At some point. When you said dial it back just to dick hair, you were saying he was posting too many thrift store finds. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I, I think that should be. He, I, I think he should do as much as he can of that. I think we need to come up with some hashtags to go with that, and I I think that he needs to to work on getting at least one of these store managers to to sign on and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, do do a couple of posts here, and 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 eventually parlay that into, hey do you want to sponsor this for the next two weeks, the next three weeks and, and have one of the stores say, and you know, it'll be the, the, it'll be Pete's resale segment, whatever we decide to call it sponsored by, and then whatever store it was. And you go through, you know, a bunch I'll, of items, I'll tell you. you, you lean heavy on them. I'll tell you, my roommate has already asked whether she needs to stage a uh, thrift store intervention. Well, if you're making money from it, she can kiss your ass. Right. Well, I haven't made money from it yet. So we'll see this is what we're money, then, that, then I can do. then I can just you know, that's why we're going down the road of that's why we're you need down. you need to 
we need to take these posts and punch them up with some hashtags and get some traction on them and and show your value. You know, speaking of um, money and, you know, potential, you know, money-making yeah. scheme, I, uh, <clears throat> I've become, like, entrenched in the uh, reality game show called The Traders. Okay. Are you familiar? I'm not. Okay. Well, I'm The not. Traders uh, is on Peacock, and... It's a game show where like 20 or so people show up to a castle and they divide and <clears throat> every the the last three people at the end mm -hmm. can split a quarter of a million dollars or up to a quarter of a million dollars because they have to earn the money with challenges and shit. It's right. a game show. Okay. And so they're all blindfolded at this at the rip. Okay. And then the host chooses a number of traders. In America, it's three. Okay. Okay. And these three traders then decide who to murder every night. Okay. Murder has been eliminated, but they right. call it murder. Right. Okay. And then the, <clears throat> after the murder, the group gets together and tries to banish uh, a traitor. Okay. Okay. Because if a traitor makes it to the end, if one of those three people is a traitor, they get it they all. They get the whole pot. Right. Right. So the idea is to so, keep the traders out of the the final three. Keep the traders out of the final three, and what like, if I've been, what if multiple tra what if multiple traders make it? Then they turn on each other. Okay. Because but, I've been because here's the thing: we're in season two of Traders in America, which uh -huh. is fascinating, and I, I really highly recommend you watch it because it's a good introduction to how the game is played. There's a couple of things because what they what America's did was they got like um previous um reality game show people players yeah. uh -huh. people that have played and the champions of these types sure. of games and uh bravo liberties people from like real housewives okay. and below deck right 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 all those fucking retarded shows that bravo puts on right bravo meaning b level yeah got it yeah okay so <clears throat> and then they try to figure it out so since uh, we're in the middle of season two, like I'm at season, I'm at episode six and I'm waiting for the next episode to drop. But since then, it's gotten so popular that there's also uh, the Traders Australia and there's the Traders UK. Okay. So this has been played on in different places. Sure. And this is what I've learned because I, I binge watched Australia yet last night. Right. The past two nights. Australians are much more intelligent than the United States. <laughs> much from from the from the contestants on the show to the viewing audience mm -hmm. you know what i mean well, you have like to... they went they went and like chose people who were actually like really fucking intelligent and well, and see you know. here here's the thing though you have to realize australia started off as a penal colony yeah this is that's one of the they, things i was they put a bunch of people on a boat and sent them out to Australia, and the last thing they heard was, and you go there, and you think about what you've done. <laughs> All that thinking makes you smart. That is true. That is true. A lot of thinking does make you smart. But the second thing I've learned is uh, you can't trust Australian women either. Oh, no, 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 you know no. no. That's, that's genetic. A lot of backstabbing, a lot of, backstabbing, a lot of conniving. But in, the, in Australia, that's what happened. Is two traders made it to the end, and they, they had one faithful. And I'm sitting there going, this guy already fucking lost. He already. because And this is the thing. I figured it out. 
right? And I might be ruining the show for everybody. The, the, point, the point of the show is not to get to the end as a faithful. The point of the show is to get to the end as a traitor. Because if you figure out too many traitors, mm-hmm. they just recruit somebody else. Right. Right? So when there was like, I think there were like six people left. Six, I think there were like six people left. And there was one traitor. Right. And nobody was on to her. Nobody. She nobody. made it to the end. She was so fucking cunty, right? Just lying uh-huh. and smiling, right? And would do the confessionals about how she has no problem lying and smiling. Yep. And uh, she got, well, and then the only way they actually figure out a traitor in, in either of the shows I've watched right. is when another traitor gives up a traitor. Okay. When you, like, it's the traitors have to turn each other to get found out. But the traitors usually turn each other when they hear of another traitor being turned on. So then instead of trying to deflect away, they lean in and try to... It's nuts. The show is fucking insane. Yeah, it, it sounds like there's there's like a, a, a multi-angle... The, the whole I was streaming at this yesterday. The whole show is a mind fuck. The whole show, because it, it's a, the, the premise of the show is a mind fuck, because people are thinking that three people are going to make it to the end and split a quarter of a million dollars. That's never going to fucking happen. Right. It's always going to be a traitor. Though. So the point is to be a traitor. That's the point. Right. So, and everybody gets all upset and they get angry at the traitors. And it's like, the traitors were just selected. They, they got no, they can't say, no, I don't want to be a traitor. Right. You know what I mean? Because that fucks the game up. Yeah. But also, I want to put together like traitors weekends. Okay. Where we fucking orchestrate some kind of fucking... You know, game where we figure out we're like, well, you know, you get a sponsorship, get a pot together. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Huh? I just thought that would be a cool fucking idea. That'd anyway, be fun. I don't know how to. T- I don't know how to steer. Let me give me a second. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of not knowing how to steer. Oh, there's a good transition, right? Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Professor Mike Latoris on the Media Virus Media Virus Podcast News Network, bringing you the latest headlines in a surprising turn of events. An Israeli diplomat's son, Avraham Gill, has been denied immunity after a motorbike collision with a police officer. The incident occurred on January 27, when Gill allegedly ran into a law enforcement officer while riding his motorcycle. Despite his diplomatic status, authorities have decided not to grant him immunity, marking a rare departure from a customary diplomatic protocol. The Israeli embassy has yet to release an official statement regarding the incident. Eyewitnesses report a tense scene unfolding at the crash site, with local law enforcement taking swift action to address the situation. Gill is expected to face legal consequences for the collision, raising questions about the implications for diplomatic relations between Israel and the host country. The incident comes amidst increasing scrutiny on diplomatic immunity as nations grapple with the balance between respecting international conventions and holding individuals accountable for their actions. Stay tuned for further updates on this developing story for now. This is Professor Michael Torres. You want to see his little bitch face? Well, of course we want to see his little bitch face. Here's his little little fucking bitch face, little shit. Hang on. There he is. Look at this. Oh, he's crying. He's sad. 
I hit a police van with my motorcycle and they're going to make me go to jail. What do you mean I can't have diplomatic Im- 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 immunity? He ran into a... He ran, oh, he hit the cop. Here's the cop's injury. Oh, yeah. That, he, that doesn't look debilitating. He got a boo-boo. Well, that's still... Look, all I'm going to tell you is it may not look like much, but motorcycles are hard. They are hard. (laughs) Can you guys see this where the officer sustained and it says an incapacitating and it's in quotation marks? Yeah. Uh, So, uh, I mean, are you done with reading our news copy? I am. I crashed a motorcycle before. They are hard. They hurt. Here's the thing. I've never actually crashed like a motorcycle. But I have crashed a really, really high number of mopeds. It's and, not that different. And uh, yeah, it's motor, not that motor, different. Motor bikes. Not that different. Um, like a one ton, a little Honda one twenty five. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I've enough. A bunch of those. Yeah. I've wrecked a bunch of those. Um, it hurts. Know, that's why I walk like this. Um, another thing, dude. My buddy had a uh, before the before the Honda Odyssey was a shitty minivan. The Honda Odyssey was like a doom buggy. Yes, it was a it was a, a grown up sized uh, go kart. Go kart. They were with, bad with a ass. Huge with a huge bad motherfucking engine, and it had a it, it only you know it, it had the little. The controls were on the steering. Controls on the side. On the steering, yeah. It had the roll cage. We we had fucking lights on that motherfucker, yeah. and we would drive it. And I tell story of the pit in the Poconos often. I don't know. I'm going to turn this just a little bit to the side. I turn uh, the pit in the Poconos was um like a playground but a big huge thing and in the winter time like it would collect puddles and they would freeze up yep we went down there one time everything was frozen yep for ice (laughs) covered in ice and we took that thing down and we had absolutely no control over that fucking thing the whole time we would just take turns (laughs) having no control over that thing and, just, and my buddy, my buddy got some traction. I think they were like one twenty fives. I think I think they were a little bit. I think they were a little. They bit, may they, they may even have been two fifties. I think they were two fifties because this thing it would just go, and then. <laughs> so I'm going, and I caught some traction, and I see this big patch of ice, and my plan, you know, was to cut the wheel and brake, and and then you know, and then give it gas and watch it, you know, the maneuver that you're going to do on a big sheet of ice. Right, but uh, God had different plans, <laughs> and uh, the the ice wasn't strong enough to to hold the one twenty five. Right, like as soon as I hit it, as soon as I hit this big patch of ice, it wasn't strong enough, and there was a huge puddle underneath. Uh-huh. Everything was frozen. I need you to understand this. Everything was frozen, right? Yeah. So. Uh, a huge wave of water, unfrozen water, but still really fucking cold, <laughs> comes rushing over the dune buggy. <laughs> completely, completely douses me. And, oh, my God. So like, it, by, the, by the time we were done, my, my, it was like a freezer suit. It was, it was frozen solid. So if you look, um, I've, I've got some pictures of Honda Odysseys that I'm, I'm popping through here. Yeah, there they are. And... Uh, when I was a kid, um, my my dad had a buddy that worked in a machine shop. Uh, it used to be a speed shop uh, around here called Poeta Brothers, and and the guy worked there. And he drove their he he had a little Pinto race car that he 
he drove for them, a drag car. Well, this is the guy that built the engine for my dad's my dad's judge. So they were kind of tight. And his his hobby outside of of you know you know his recreation was ATVs. And it, back then it was three wheelers, not four wheelers. Four wheelers. So he was doing three wheelers back then. It was before it was before the four wheelers were actually a thing, right? Yeah, everybody used to say the three wheelers are so dangerous. The three uh, and the four wheelers, they weren't much safer. No, no, no. The, I used to but, roll those too. Oh, I rolled many a three and four wheeler. But, but never my own. But Butch got into racing them, and 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 like they would, he would go away on vacation for a week or two with his family, and they go to the salt flats, the sand flats. I think it was Michigan where he was from, and they'd ride and they'd ride and they'd ride. Well, Butch was like six six and thin, a big, big, tall guy, right? His wife, it, she might have been four nine. She was just little, teeny, teeny, teeny lady, and he had an odyssey for her. And I, I'll never forget him. We we stopped by for my dad to to drop something off or pick something. Off. He's talking to the guy. And he's telling us about the trip they just got back from and how excited they were. And they, they put me in the Odyssey and let me sit in it. And he starts telling my dad this story about he about how it's, it's his wife's. And my dad says, your wife drives this? Says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, it's great. She'll get out there. She'll get going. You know, she'll go and hook a hard turn. She'll roll the son of a bitch and be sitting there upside down. And when I catch up with her, she's screaming at me, but you son of a bitch, flip me. <laughs> this little tiny lady. Screaming and hollering to be flipped back over because she, you know she was rough and tumble, man. She she drove that well, thing. You could roll those things pretty easy. Oh yeah, yeah. They were tip happy. Over and they were yeah, and that, that's what they were designed for. Yeah, that's why the roll cage is what it is. Yeah, but we had some goddamn fun with that thing. But I, I it wasn't but, uh, the pictures that I actually went for. I was trying to get more information, so I'll go back here. I I, I just want to see what see if I can find the specs on there. Um, well, probably in Wikipedia. But while you're looking, while you're looking for yeah. that, um, I'm going through some, uh, going through some emotional times right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, you know, I, uh, I mean, I knew it was coming. It, I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. But um, Sam Watterson's retiring from Law and Order. Yeah, man, I heard that. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm going to continue to watch the show. To be really. The show's kind of a fucking dog. Is it? It's kind of a dog. It's kind of a dog. Like, I'm not, it's, it's not, dude, SVU, you got criminal, you got, uh, what is it now? Organized crime. Okay. Okay. That's right. They, there's like 75 of them, right? There's a bunch. There's a bunch <laughs> of them. And they just like recycle plot lines and shit. But, uh, I'm getting the gas, goddammit. Um, but honestly, like, I, I'm not. There were some jokes that I thought were pretty good in the last one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It like it ain't like the Wild Wild West like it used to be. Like it ain't it ain't like they can make the fucking most retarded jokes. No, I mean Jerry Orbach had some good zingers back in the day. Jerry Orbach had had great. Yeah, I mean, it, it, oh my god, it was just it was. It, they they wrote Lenny Briscoe. I mean, he was just he was an old cop that didn't have any feelings anymore. I, I was. I'm, it was one of those things like. Are there going to be any more haggard old cops? You know what I mean? Yeah. What's going to happen in the, in the future? Like, I mean, is, is the I, haggard cop the way of the? I think that's gone away, man. I mean, there's no more Columbo. Um, 
But I mean, like in real life, do you think they probably like retire those guys out before? Yeah, I think I, I think most of those guys are getting out of that shit before they get, you know, just beat up and old. Yeah, but that used to be that used to be the great, you know, great yeah. Line for... So, in a surprising turn of events in the world of television, veteran actor and actor Sam Waterston is set to bid farewell to the iconic series Law and Order after an impressive thirty-year run. Waterston, known for his portrayal of District Attorney Jack McCoy, has been a staple of the show since the early 90s. Fans will understand. Okay, now he's the DA now. Yes. Right. But he was just the assistant DA before. Right. He was just the AD. You know. Yeah. He was just, he wasn't. No, he's AD now. Right. He worked right. his way up. He, he was the ADA. Now he's the DA. That's right. Fans will undoubtedly miss his commanding presence and unwavering commitment to justice on the small screen. But fear not, as a new face is ready to step into the legal drama. And, and we're talking about Hollywood fucking royalty here, Matt. Really? Tony? I, I don't. Tony Goldwyn. Tony Goldwyn? Yeah. Who the fuck is Tony Goldwyn? You have a picture of him? He is, he is the grandson of Sam Gold, Goldwyn Sr. I don't, the son okay. of Sam. That? The son of Sam Goldwyn Jr., the, of the Metro Goldwyn Mayor. Goldwyn's. Oh, wow. So, like, his grandfather started Hollywood. Holy shit. So, we like, a, he, Tony's a big a deal. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't have one. Pete's got one. Pete could share that, I, I think. Can you share your screen, Pete? Um, it's on my phone. So you're not helpful? I'm not helpful. It's on my phone. <laughs> but, uh... It ain't that I'll important. Keep... I'm not that interested. <laughs> mm. keep moving. Um... So he looks psychotic. <laughs> you'd recognize be another army. Uh, you'd recognize army it. He's, he, he's been in, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's actually a good actor in his own right. He's acclaimed for his role in Scandal and is set to join the cast, bringing fresh energy and a different perspective to the long running series. Goldwyn's addition is expected to inject new life into the beloved show, keeping audiences on the edge of their seats with his compelling performances. As fans mm. prepare to say goodbye to Waterson's character. Speculation swirls about how the departure will impact the dynamics of the Law and Order universe. Will Goldwyn's character seamlessly integrate into the legal ensemble, or will there be a void left by Waterston's departure that proves challenging to fill? Honestly, I, I I'm I'm giving the new the two new detectives um, a shot. But for some reason, there's a rule they have to they have to put a black guy with a white guy. I I don't know why diversity it's like. No, but I mean, it's like every because they've it's in yeah it's part of the three formula. Seasons they've gone through like four sets of detectives, and I don't, I, I just don't, you know, it doesn't have to, but it, you know, we could we could get a little, a little Latin flair, you know, maybe right? Egyptian, you know, you want you want diversity. Let's get diversity. Let's get an Asian cop. <laughs> oh, can you imagine an Asian cop on the edge? Oh, big fucking Fu Manchu, and and just you know totally inappropriate accent that'd be great yeah i saw matt today <laughs> so you wanted to you wanted to share the uh the engine size of yeah Odyssey? I, I was wrong they are two fit they were 250s Ooh. okay they 248 cc's i that, thought we had settled on that though well we, <laughs> we proven it i, I verified it. It, it it it's it's for real um i got you so maddie i know how to help you figure out where you know tony goldwyn from Oh yeah, where's that? I'll say one word. Ghost. Oh yeah, he was the bad guy in Ghost. 
He was uh, oh, yeah, Andrew Swayze's partner. Never watched that. <laughs> wow. I, I'm heterosexual. It was on while I was with a woman. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean you got to fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah, Great yeah. movie. Sometimes they want to talk saw, about that I shit. I think I saw Ghost. If I if I remember correctly, it's uh, it's a bunch of pubic hair up my nose. I want to Goldberg in it. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the movie, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. I do. I do remember um, getting that that movie on VHS for like two ninety nine from McDonald's <laughs> with a Happy Meal. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, if, sure. if, if you look over sure. your shoulder there, that that's that's uh, Tony Goldwyn. All right, so he he's got to be much older than that if he was the bad guy in Ghost. He's sixty three. All right, makes sense. <sighs> Does you think he has syphilis? Uh, I'm guessing probably not. Um, he might. He could. He could. You know. I mean, you never know. I mean, I mean, Al Capone had syphilis and nobody knew. Shit, Pete's got syphilis. <laughs> Everybody's got syphilis. I do not, for the record, have syphilis. We've got breaking news. You don't know that. I feel. <laughs> We've got breaking news on the public health front. Syphilis cases in the United States have reached their highest level since the 1950s, according to a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Between 2018 and 2022, cases surged by nearly 80%, exceeding 207,000. Shockingly, newborns aren't spared, uh, with a staggering 937% increase in cases over the past decade. I remember seeing billboards of like an iceberg and a ship, like the old Titanic thing. Mm-hmm. And at the, like the, underneath the iceberg, the, the bottom, you know, cause it's, if you see it underwater, it said syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember those. They're all 95 deep in the city. <laughs> I suppose. Um, There's also a bunch of like, uh, uh, Jesus groups that have like put up billboards on the highway. You notice? That? Oh, also the, uh, have you seen the Hamas billboards? No, but there was. Well, they're anti. They're yeah, anti- yeah, yeah, yeah. There, well, there was one. It's on one of the video. I think it's on one of the video bill- billboards. Uh, while you're, that's on this. It's one that faces northbound traffic on ninety five from the southbound side of the road. Northbound traffic. And it's a it's a pink background with white letters. Yeah. And it's it says something snappy, but the group it the the name of the group is what stuck out at me, and it was it was something kind of snarky about it, it it was it was about being Jewish, but it, it was it was kind of a like this group has to have some kind of a sense of humor about itself because it like was the Yid Society of America. Or? No, but it was like it was something that like if you or I said it as as non Jews. People yeah. would think we were awful, but because mm-hmm. the Jews are are doing it, it's kind of okay. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was witty. It was funny. I I I actually chuckled, and I I I haven't been able to catch it in the rotation again to to see what it to remind myself of what it is. Those things are fucking distracting because you you see a billboard up you know way up there, and you're like, oh shit, what's that say? And then by the time you fucking get to it, it's gone. It's gone, and then you're like. You slow down, hoping to see it again, you know? <laughs> and then you're holding up traffic, and you're at a complete stop, and then troopers are around. They're knocking on your window, asking well, I, what you're doing. I was coming southbound today, and I saw 
I saw another one that was similar to it. I said, oh, it must be from, but it wasn't the same group. Like, I, I looked at the name of the group, and it wasn't the same. So I. It wasn't uh, nearly as funny as it. No, I, 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 was, I, was, I, I was a little upset. <laughs> so in the news story, they mentioned that uh, babies were being. Yeah, they did. They did. Being born with. Well, speaking of killing babies. <laughs> oh. As we always do, I mean. Jesus, um, I I just I I saw this headline, uh-huh. you know, and now I always gotta look for shit. I never have stuff, you know. It's um, uh, it's right next to it. It's in I the. I got it now. Here we go. I want you to read the headline because the headline is important, you know. Okay. I feel. Wilmington daycare worker charged with trying to smother child. Trying to. First of all, if you can't fucking smother a child, you can't fucking do anything right. All right. Uh, And you should be fucking just jailed up for that. Well, hold on. Hold on. Because you need to realize this person as a daycare worker, their sole job, their sole purpose is to keep children from killing themselves. Right, you just don't have to, you just don't interfere. You know what that means, right? That means you have to be familiar with the ways of killing a child. Or the at least the things that will kill a child. Yeah, give them something they can choke on. If you don't know how a child is going to die, why are you yeah. doing this job? Right. You just have to be right. trusted it's not important. to actually kill them. I mean, not not to mention. I mean, I, I I see he's going a different direction. I wanted to work. I wanted to really hone in on the piss poor work ethic. <laughs> you know, the failure to get things done. Well, clearly you don't know your job. Honestly, one of the easiest tasks. You know, I mean, if you've set here's the thing. Yeah. It's not killing a child's not an easy task. No. Okay. Not not by yeah. any stretch. Because you you have to have a killer instinct, and then it's a child. You know, there's a mental toll. Yeah, I mean, even that goes into it. Even the, our worst depraved criminals that we we lock right. up in prison, right, will look like down upon the people who do bad things to children. Right. So, like, but you've already decided to do it. You know, clearly, you, if you've, you've attempted already, you've it, you're there. It. Like you, you know what I mean? Trying would indicate you know that you had some level of success. You got close. So. You got close. Like, I mean, if if you tried, you got close. Well, how, you know how close she got? Does it, does it give us any? Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Officers were summoned into Morris Children's Hospital last Thursday for a report of a girl who had been abused at an educational enrichment center in Wilmington, according to Newcastle County Police. Daycare center staff said the child had had suspicious injuries on her face when she wo- when she woke up from her nap. Special Victims Unit investigators learned 22-year-old Samantha Diaz, who worked at the daycare center, had injured the little girl. Diaz was charged with two felony counts, one of suffocation and one of child abuse, and was ordered held in lieu of of bail. So I mean, they didn't even they didn't even offer bail for this chick. The vic- well, no, because you don't know how many you know. Right, you don't know how many children she has access to. Right, and you know, once you fail, you some some people might want to go out and practice. You know, well, maybe there's some salvation for her yet if she wants to go out and practice. The victim, but was, no, she's not going to have the opportunity because she's being held. The victim was treated and released, uh, and is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, police say Diaz had worked at the at several daycare centers, and they're concerned that there may be more victims. 
Anyone with information is asked to call out to uh, Detective Donovan at 302-395-2781 or email, uh, let's see, it's uh, matthew.donovan at newcastlede.gov. Then your second phone call should be to 1646-VIRUS-01. 1646-VIRUS-01. If you are a media virus listener and you have any information about this case, once you've told uh, Detective Donovan about it, tell us. Unless specifically instructed to not to call us first. Now, if, if you don't want to be instructed not to talk to us, call us first. We'll, oh, we fuck. will. That's a good idea. But I didn't want we will, in fact, call Detective... We'll we'll pass yeah. along anything you give us. That that's that's, that's a good viable. Point. Inter- like if you want to remain anonymous, right? You can call our show, and we'll get Pete to call it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get Pete to go in and confess to it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we already got a suspect. Yes, they have we'll a have suspect. Pete go in and confess to something else, and and just have call, and call. and one once they're ready to convict Pete of something, we'll get him to drop the dime on this girl so that he can yeah. get out. So here's the, all right. So here's your instructions. If you're a listener of the Media Virus Podcast, what you should be doing is calling us. Mm-hmm. And then, no, you call you call Matthew Donovan, right? Then you give him the information. Then you ask him if there are any open crimes that we can have Pete confess to. <laughs> you write those down, right? Then call us back. Are there any open cases we could have our friend confess to? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. No one Pete's lucky to get picked up for something he did. <laughs> uh guys, I'm guys, they got too much on me on this one. Guys, I'm a serial killer. Can you shut the fuck up? Um <laughs> uh, don't dig up Pete's backyard, whatever you do. Pete. Yeah. Are you a serial killer? Just Cheerios, Lucky Charms. And he didn't Wheaties. say no. He didn't go. He he thought of an answer. Cheerios, you Lucky Charms, and, and Wheaties. Wheaties. Is that are those code names for people you've eaten? <laughs> was was Wheaties a stoner? <laughs> so Lucky Charms was an Irishman. So we we were talking about syphilis. Um, we were talking about syphilis. Experts attribute and, uh, the right. What's that? Experts attribute the rise in factor, the rise to factors like increased substance abuse linked to risky behavior, reduced condom use, and challenges in accessing sexually transmitted infection services. Racial and ethnic minorities are disproportionately affected due to longstanding social inequities. And uh, I think when we were talking earlier, that's where we decoded it to mean um, poor people don't have to pay to screw. So right, screwing is a, is it's the pastime of the poor. I mean, you can choose the fifty, three hundred, or you know, many, many thousands of dollars option. Yeah, I mean, there, there's all you kinds know, of payment plans payment with. Plan. But you got, I think you should discuss that up front. Yep. You know, hey, if if you get knocked up, are you going to do Plan B, Plan C, or Plan Z? Well, the the we raised this fucking thing. The key here is you should never let it soak too long. It's true. <laughs> That's where the trouble starts. That's where the trouble does start. But uh, I, I mean, it seems like we make progress on one thing, and then everything goes to shit. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, when AIDS was a big thing, uh-huh. remember AIDS? Yeah. Right? Oh, they got all that prep medication now. Right. So yeah. we don't need condoms. 
But there's other shit that you can still get. Yeah. So now like syphilis, herpes. Now uh, all these people who hep- hepatitis A through C. All these um, people who were who were irresponsible enough. <laughs> all these people who went out and had unprotected sex and got AIDS are now given a license to screw without rubbers again. Right. Because you don't have to worry about AIDS. It doesn't and that's not the only thing. Syphilis, and syphilis herpes. Just rots your brain. Fucking Al Capone died from syphilis. Yeah, I mean they they can actually treat syphilis. Like they can give you some shots and some pills and and you get better. Well, there, there, I heard there was uh, antibiotic resistant strain going around. I'm sure there is. And gonorrhea. Well, I mean, somebody made it. Somebody made a super STD. Yes, they're weaponized. Mm-hmm. That the, you call that we call that weaponizing a disease. And it's it's one of those things where I was watching this. Uh, it was a TikTok, and she's a uh, um, a men's a men's rights or a men's care advocate. She lives in Canada. Okay. And uh, she used to preach how, like, you know, uh, a high body count shouldn't define a person. Okay. But she doesn't have a high body count. Right. But she met a guy who did have a high body count. Okay. And, like, the itching and smell never, like, you know, was a problem. And she had to go get. Yeah. She had to go get checked out. And the thing is, is. Men have to, and I made a comment that like men should have more respect for their penises. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, just because, just because she like, I to me the fact that she wants to fuck me is probably a red flag. <laughs> Wait a minute, that she actually <laughs> would fuck me. It's, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> That's you, kind of a red flag. Just like, you want me to put what where? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're sure about this? And then it's lots like the of whole, other, like, lots of other broads have said no. Right. Broads have run screaming. You know. <laughs> and here you are, you know, asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> It, you know, it, it makes you think. I mean, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta have a little respect for you. Gotta have a little respect for yourself. You know. You yes. Have to, you have to, you know, think about it. It's like, and maybe wash your dick in between. Yeah, I constantly wash my dick. <laughs> I rub soap all over it all the time. You know, it wasn't. But last week, my wife stepped in while I was in the shower, and 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 she thought she caught me doing something. Just washing my dick. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm washing my dick. She said, oh, really? I said, yeah, really fast and hard. Really fast and hard. <laughs> it's really dirty. <laughs> yep, washing my dick really fast and hard. My wife just completely ignores me when she catches me jerking. <laughs> just pretend you're not there. Just pretend I'm not there. Sets the table, puts dinner out. <laughs> <laughs> Vacuums. <laughs> Steps around you in the middle of the walkway with the groceries. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we've blasted through what we've meant to blast through, and we're 46 minutes deep. So this is a 40-some minute episode. Yep. And uh, I think we should uh, do the little things that we do. The things that we do. 
All right. That would be reminding everybody that tonight's top three news in the A Block has been brought to you by 302-46-VOICE. If you want my voice on your project, go ahead and give us a call at 302-46-VOICE. We'll work something out. Our friends over at My Sports Art Shop that you can find on redbubble.com uh, and mysportsreports.com are out there making fantastic sports-themed art uh, with all kinds of holiday things and uh, all kinds of great stuff, really interesting art over there. You can have it put on on mugs and all kinds of stuff if you go over there to redbubble.com and check that out. On the Media Virus Podcast Network, we have our uh, – our brother and sister shows, our sister show, Stepmoms Without Children. I was on Stepmoms this evening before we recorded. You'll be able to catch that this week on Stepmoms. And our good friend, our brother show, Disruptive Minds Podcast with staff writer Bill. Uh, I think Bill uses his real name there, but, uh, you know, he's still our staff writer, Bill. His real name is Bill. Right. Fine. But, like, he doesn't, he doesn't say, hi, this is staff writer Bill. He's, you know, somebody else over there. Yeah, I, I tried to I tried to get him to do that, but he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I've told you all about that, I want to remind you that in the B block after the break, we're gonna chat about Punxsutawney Phil and Sand Hill Sam. We're gonna revisit a story about the FHWA edict on variable message signs, and we're gonna find out what Big Daddy wants to access this week. That is all coming up on one. 70? 70. Yeah, 170B in just a few moments. And you'll know that this is over because we're going to do an outro. And eeny, me, miny, mo, I choose this one. That's 14-year-old butthole.